You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TV, Direct red TV, zone yeah, guy, yeah. Yep. and Scott is the is the cable package red zone yeah. guy. So I get I get Scott Hansen because I have and I do cable. too. Okay, but I but I know p- people who have had the satellite package through Direct TV for a long time, and they get Siciliano. So what if it's like Sling TV? Do you just get some? Some slappy, <laughs> somebody who's terrible. Just at some it. random like. Yeah, I think stage we're gonna hand. go. I don't know where we're going now. <laughs> Let's just do this thing. Uh, so I figure we put you on the spot here because it is the preseason. We didn't even give Judd any time to prepare this, but we need to test out. It, it's battle time, okay? And football season's on the horizon. We need Judd's keys to a Vikings win over the Broncos tomorrow well, night in preseason game give him one. A second here. Let's play the full intro. Okay. okay? Well, you hear that? Sounds like we're ready to unlock a vault of knowledge bombs. Here comes Judd Zolgad's keys. You know, this is like you didn't you didn't know if you were going to play in the first preseason game or not, and Coach came up to you basically during pregame warm-ups, actually during the game, and said, hey, you're going to get out there. We need some- Could I get hurt? Like, could I pull something by going into this uh, key so quickly? Strain your vocal cord here? I don't, I don't know. know if you have much to pull. I don't even know if we need wow. five keys. I think we just need, you I know. Have, I got four. Okay. I got oh, four. Wow. Right He's now. got four. That's yep. a good preseason That's set right. of keys. Mm-hmm. I got four because there's four. Yeah, leave quarters the starting of key on the bench for week one. Yep. That's fine. Four. Four quarters of football. I got four keys for you. <laughs> for each quarter? No, no, oh. but I just got four keys because Broncos Vikings calls for it. We got four fingers in the air yep, here. Yeah, we're gonna go four. Fourth quarter. We're going four. Fourth we're quarter. unified. Fourth quarter. <laughs> we're unified. Key number four. Going for the win. I'm gonna tell you right now. Vikings practice was moved to late in the day, so they, they were supposed to practice at like 2 o'clock, and a couple days ago, on Thursday, they announced the Thursday practice is being moved from, I believe, 4.30 to like 7.05. And I thought to myself, Judd, this seems very odd. Is it heat of the day concerns? Is it going to be so hot? Little little insighting yesterday at TCL Performance Center, and I found out there was a very good reason for that change in practice time. Adjustment to the mountain time zone is why they did it. Wow. Adjusting to practicing on a more of a mountain time zone wow. schedule. So you're did, you're used to so they're going for the win. Did they uh did they some were they able to like decrease the oxygen percentage in the room too or, or raise the elevation of the TC? You don't is, know. Can the can that yes. practice facility yes. hover over yes. like 5000 feet above ground? It can just move upwards. My <laughs> guess is absolutely why not. That's the next step, right? Someone's going to the Cowboys are going to build a practice facility that just it, it just Levitates. morphs into whatever climate and whatever conditions you're about to play in. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Like a movie set or something. Key number four. You bet they're going for the win. Key number three. Get used to it. The offensive line, that is. It's one of those years when you start to lose guys. You always say to yourself, oh, things will be fine. Guys will come back. But when you lose guys and and got and it just it just sort of morphs into oh my god this guy's hurt now that guy's hurt, so get used to an offensive line that you're going to see tomorrow night the starters Riley Reef and Rashad Hill at the tackles, uh, Tom Compton and Danny Isadora at left and right guard respectively, 
and Cornelius Edison, your starting center. Oh. In years like this, just get used to it. So, uh, it, you had told me before the show that they did reach out to Joe Berger just to see if you wanted to come out of retirement. They called him yesterday. The problem, if you're, this is where, if you're a quarterback and you've been sitting around, it's a lot easier just to, okay, I, I'll get into shape here and I'll be able to throw a ball still. If you're an offensive lineman and you made up your mind six months ago that you were done playing football, you might be skinny. There's no, yeah, there's no chance you can get off your couch unless you've been working out and maintaining weight, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, that's a I don't shot in the either. dark for sure. All yeah, right, done. Key number two Broncos Vikings uh, tomorrow night, I think eight o'clock Central Time, because it's going to start seven o'clock Mountain Time, and the Vikings are going to be prepared for that. Crushing case. Case Keenum's going to start for the Broncos. Of course, he had a fantastic year here in 2017. The Vikings just happened to take one of the, if not the National Football League's best defense into tomorrow night's game, and that defense is probably going to play a series or so. My guess is that's going to coincide with the same series that Case Keenum plays for the Broncos. Let's just say that Case Keenum's going to get... Uh, when, when Case played here in practice, he wore a red jersey, right? Mm. Hands off Case Keenum. You can't touch him. How would you feel... If Case Keenum had a great season, if if Case Keenum went to Denver and Good had twenty five touchdowns, awesome and seven picks again. Good for him. Awesome. Would you think that the Vikings made the wrong choice at all? No, because I liked the move. As as my a first guess, I liked this move because mm-hmm. because I'm hedging and I'm saying that what Case did last year is not sustainable into two thousand eighteen. But if Teddy and Case play well for their teams, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, Both I, are good guys. I agree. I think based on the information you had at the time, you had to hedge. You had everything else is Super Bowl ready, and you couldn't risk going in with a debacle or a low floor on your quarterback. So, I, But I, I will say I am really, really curious to see what Teddy Bridgewater looks like in a Jets uniform. I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater emerges into what everyone had hoped that he could be before the injury a couple years ago. Yep. It would be tough to watch that happen in another uniform, but circumstances. There's like, what, what were you supposed to do? Yeah, it was either good for him. It was essentially either Teddy Bridgewater or Kirk Cousins. You couldn't. There was no way to keep them both in the Vikings' eyes. Yeah. And Teddy wanted to have a chance to start somewhere. I wonder if they approached Teddy at any point and said, "We're going to bring in Kirk Cousins, or that's our goal, and it's going to be like a three-year contract. We'd love to have you around as a backup, but if I'm Teddy in that spot, I say, I mean, I'm, you're not going to play me because you're signing Kirk Cousins. So they probably did. Yeah. All right, so that was key number three. That was key number, right. two. key number two. No, we're down. down. We're, we're down, down to key one okay. of the four keys to Broncos Vikings Saturday night preseason opener in Denver. Don't be sorry. Kirk Cousins. I'm going to maintain. I'm going to bang the drum on this until that game starts. Don't be sorry. Put your $84 million investment in a baseball cap. If you got to play him against Jacksonville in a week, that's fine. But we know we know for a fact that preseason games, un- unless you're trying to vie for and fight for a roster spot, preseason games aren't really that key. With this offensive line, don't start him. There's no reason to. Trevor Simeon, come on down. It's your first game against your former team. You started a bunch of games for the Broncos. Your reward is to get crushed for about a quarter by that team. I feel like okay. I feel like we need to pump Judd's brakes on this because. Hey, like, I, I agree with your premise that it would be it would be nice to simulate week one conditions as much as possible. But two things. Number one, your week one conditions might be chaotic, so you should get used to it, which was one of your keys earlier here, which is get used to a bad offensive line. Yep. 
But number two is the gap between like Nick Easton or the, it's not like the Vikings have the the Washington Redskins offensive line from the eighties and like oh my god we're gonna go to a high school you offensive know what makes, line. You know what makes me the most concerned? The center. That gap might be really large. The center makes me nervous. Elflight's going to be back because because keep in mind the preseason pup he, he can come off of at any time. There's not like a there's not like a time on that. So if they if they want to bring him off for the Jacksonville game, they can. If they had their starting center, I wouldn't say this, but not having your starting center and not having his backup because that was Easton, you're on your third string center. That makes me nervous. What have they That's said? Why, have they tipped their hand at all about Elfline? I mean, is, is it like uh, oh he say, could be back on Monday? Yeah, they have said it's going to be soon. Okay, so I'm assuming they're not worried that Jack- he's going to be out no, for week one or no. something. No, and so if if it's going to be Jacksonville in week two or week three. Play him then. Play Cousins then. That's fine. If they had if they had a backup center, I might feel better, but you're on your third string guy. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's tempting fate. All right, so that was the that was Judd's keys of preseason warm-up there. Uh Dave, as you sort of evaluate the performance, how did Judd's keys provide that stuff? We put him on the spot. He didn't really have time to scheme at all. No, he did segment. Oh, Clearly didn't, didn't have a lot of time to headline. That was the most disappointing no. part. Yeah. No, I, I thought didn't. the content was fine. Uh, I, I I put some put, put up some quick headlines for you if you'd like them, Judd. Yeah. Uh, your fourth key with love them with uh, moving to a, you know mountain time zone. I, I simply would have just called it game time. That's a, that's a pretty <laughs> you know time. solid headline. I, I yeah. like it. Uh, key number three. Your talk of the offensive line, two guards in the center, both out. I think you'd call that one inside out. Okay. Oh, so that's, that's good. That's yeah. money right there. That's yep. good, good, good. Uh, number two, you talk of uh, Case Keenum and your first chance to get him. I would have said defense. You're on the case. Wow, there it is. there's yeah. a lot of lot of case pun opportunities Very there easy. for sure. Yes. Yep. Yep. And finally, uh, you sticking to the uh, premise that you should put Kirk Car- uh, Kirk Cousins on the sidelines and not play him. Yep. You got a little rhyme here. No work for Kirk. Yeah. All right. The rhyme right there. In there. I should have incorporated right you if you needed. Today, always willing it's to help. Very good. All right, yeah. thank you. And I, I would point out too that it seems like keys number uh, key number one and key number three seem to contradict a little bit, and that key number three is you got to get used to these abnormal offensive line conditions. Sure. But then key number one is no, don't get used to it. Just no, avoid don't play it. cousins. Avoid, avoid don't play cousins right. in a preseason. But no, you're no, preaching no. avoidance. No, you're not one. listening to me. You're not listening to me again. <laughs> Key number three is is get used to it because he might have to do this in the regular season, but you don't want to get him hurt in How the preseason. How can you get used to it if you can't acclimate no, no, yourself I'm telling to the, fan. the No, no, no. I'm telling the fans. Get oh, used to okay. it. Get used to seeing this. Get used to No, I don't want Kirk Cousins in preseason games taking hits. Okay. And you're on your third center, and as I said, that's what really concerns me. If, you, if Easton was sliding from guard to... Center for tomorrow night's game. Sure. I'd be more comfortable. But right now, I am very uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Those are Judd's preseason game one keys. Well, thank you, David. Thank you, for Dave coming in with the film review there. Instant film review, too. Like, like Judd got to the locker room, and Dave was like, all right, I've looked at the film already. Here's, what's ha- here's what needs to change. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, we have Doogie coming in here for an end-of-the-week scoop session. Write that down, predictions, in 50 minutes from now. Hey, I want a scoop. All right, let's. We, we just did a little scoop session off the air with Doogie here. Let's bring it on the air. He's from Five Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast, 1500ESPN.com, and uh, anywhere you would generally find or download podcasts. Hello, Doogie. Good morning, gentlemen, TGIF. Let's, there's so many things to uh, potentially get to here. Let's start with Vikings. 
injury updates along the offensive line and timelines? And is it possible they could either sign a guard or trade for somebody here? I mean, Trader Rick is not opposed to dealing a first or a second round pick here this time of year. He traded for Sam Bradford two years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, he's not opposed, although he guards those draft picks very close. No pun intended. He's not necessarily... You know, looking to ship off, you know, a middle round pick to get an offensive lineman. But yes, is that possibility in play? It is. Now, do I think anything is imminent? No. I think yeah. they'll get through the Denver game tomorrow, then through the Jacksonville practices next week, maybe even the Jacksonville game, then reassess. But yes, eventually, do I think they add someone? I do. But have they reached out to a number of, for example, free agents? I mean, if you look at the list, I mean, there's there's some guys that have game experience. At home right now. They are there to be signed. Outside of reaching out to Joe Berger, and they knew. I mean, he's down 40, 50 pounds. Joe Berger is done. You can can call a quarterback. There's there's positions you could call off their couch. If an offensive lineman decides he's retired six months ago, you can't just, oh, you know, actually, I know I'm down 50 pounds, but I'm just going to like unretire here real quick and join an NFL team. Correct. Also, let me remind you, Joe Berger came... Closer to retirement after the 2016 season than anyone has talked about. I mean, it was close. He had to be convinced to come back for the 2017 season. So let's put that one to bed. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not coming back. On the health front of, I guess it would be who? Mike Remmers, right guard, center Pat Elfline. I have the intel that Remmers should be back first. Maybe as soon as next week. This is not a long-term injury. He will be back. That's an ankle, correct? That is an ankle. Yes, in fact, we captured some video on Wednesday of him running across the field. Mm -hmm. He wasn't running gingerly. I mean, he looked okay. I'm envisioning him running across a field with, like, open arms to the (laughs) offensive linemen, individual drills. (laughs) Just running freely. Yes. And then on Pat Elfline, somebody close to Elfline just keeps telling me, soon. So, And that's the key one to me. Yeah, I mean, as soon... Next Wednesday, is it a week from Monday? But all intel is that Pat Elfline will be fine by September 9th. The real game that matters, right? I mean, who cares about these preseason games? I get it. You know, I suppose you want Elfline to be snapping the ball to Kirk Cousins. Elfline hasn't worn pads since January 21st when he got hurt in the NFC Championship game. So I get all that. But Pat Elfline will be fine by the regular season opener. Explain to us, if you can, the thinking between uh, uh, by the Twins in last night's trade. Because Rodney was a guy who I think the last time that you scooped for us, you talked about actually the Twins having interest in picking up the option for 2019. So what changed there? And uh, how, how much do they like this kid, this prospect, who sounds like he can throw very hard? He's wild and coming off Tommy John surgery. Well, I'll say this. I've always said that they will actually trade anyone for the right offer. Like, they're not even married to Barrios or Rosario. Now, do I think they're trading either of those two guys, you know, next winter? No. Why wouldn't you be married to Barrios? They are very open-minded. That's weird to me. I think for the right offer. I mean, I guess if anyone... They'll trade anyone if they get, you know, Mike Trout in return? So when we're talking about a 40-something-year-old reliever, I mean, you get the right offer, you make the move. But yes, were they open-minded in July to bringing him back next year at $4.25 million? Absolutely. So they had to get the right offer. The A's make the claim. I don't know if that's out there or not, but the A's did put the claim in on Rodney. Yeah, they got reported. So then those two teams had the back and forth. The Twins get this pitcher, Chalmers, who had Tommy John surgery in April, former third-round pick. 
They like the kid. They so think Chal- the kid's got a really good chance. So I don't know a lot about Chalmers, just reading up on him the last couple of days. He was, he's a third-round pick out of high school, which generally means he's one of the best high school players in the country. And Because high school players will go you know, later rounds, but when you're a third-round pick out of high school, that's legit. So legit arm. Sometimes you can look at players based on where they were drafted to determine how much upside they have. So third-round pick out of high school to me says upside for sure. Let's see how he comes out from the Tommy John surgery. But before the surgery... Even when he was healthy, like his first year in rookie ball, he walks seven or eight batters per nine innings. So there's a little nuclear here where, okay, he doesn't really know where it's going, and they're going to have to really hone him. This is a really moldable guy, it looks like, just sort of reading up on him the last couple of days. I think that is accurate. Also, I texted with Logan Shore from Coon Rapids High School, University of Florida, national champion. He's in the A system. He told me the kid's legit. Okay. Now, that's just one person's opinion. But they've crossed paths in the A's minor league system. He told me the kid is absolutely legit. Okay. So uh, Logan Morrison's about the last one standing here, right, in terms of, I mean, Addison Reed is under contract for another year. They have an option on Logan Morrison, but he's got to assume that whether he gets claimed or not, they're going to find a way to ship him off just to clear playing space and roster space. What do you think? I mean, I think that's logical. I mean, I reported the news last night, Tyler Duffy taking Fernando Rodney's spot. What came out a little bit later after I fell asleep because of all this Benadryl that I've been taking <laughs> is that Tyler Austin is also coming up, Yes, which makes sense. They got him in the Lancelin trade. Okay, yeah. so Austin is up. Okay, so they need to make another roster move. Well, here's what I can tell you. This morning, Johnny Field, who's on the 25-man, has not been told he is going down. Okay. Right? I mean, that would seem to be the logical move, right? Unless you are DFAing Logan Morrison. Which would I make, don't have that intel, but I'm just saying connecting logical point. dots. Yeah. Yes, I mean, what's his batting average since June first? He's never been a bat- He's never been a batting average guy. But I mean, the power, with... all of it, and I get yeah. there's been there's been some unluckiness to his game right this now, year, Doogie. But it's time, right? Range. He's not going to be here next year. Yeah. There's no reason to give him at bats the rest of this year. It's time to DFA Logan Morrison. I got one one quick question on Tyler Duffy, who's going to get his 73rd chance on a Twins roster here over the past few years. He came up, looked great for 10 starts like three years ago with that curveball, but. That's pretty much his only dominant pitch. At what point, this guy's 27 years old, at what point do we just say, you know what, Tyler Duffy, he's just not cut out to be, you get to take a look at him for two months here, but I don't know if I'd go much beyond the next two months. I wouldn't, if if Tyler Duffy can't get outs these next two months, I'm not putting him in my list of 10 or 12 relievers for next year that I'm going to be leaning on. Well, I mean, who are you going to be leaning on for next year? I mean, they need to rebuild that bullpen. Trevor May is interesting. Heading into next year. Trevor May is interesting. Now, on Duffy, just to play devil's advocate, how hard has it been when he goes from starter to reliever to back starting? Now he's a reliever. But he hasn't started for two years. So figure it out at some point. And I I feel like we've seen him struggle enough in both roles that I am at a point where I'm like, okay, let's let's, let's not keep this going. But I'd say let's give him the next two months. Let's let's see him used in high leverage situations. I have no problem if they use him eighth, ninth inning. Use him in May to finish ballgames or seventh and eighth. Whatever the high leverage situations are moving forward, Mm -hmm. the next two months to me, Use May, use Duffy. Yeah. I get the feeling that, that these guys, and they might be right, definitely feel that if there's one thing th- that they can build on a yearly basis, it's bullpen. So, like, I don't think that there's any, like, panic here about, oh, oh my God, our bullpen's depleted now. Mm-hmm. I get the definite sense that these guys think, okay, there's plenty of arms out there. We'll, we'll go out and find guys. Well, and I always say that relievers are oftentimes, outside of the elite guys, the Craig Kimbrels, some of those guys, so many relievers are cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. Good one year, not so good the next year. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have so many guys, whether it's Curtis. You know, does Nick Anderson have a future, the Brainerd native? 
You know, you think about Tyler J, the first-round pick from a couple years ago. Now, he's been struggling a little bit at AA the last couple weeks, but there still might be something there. They have a lot of guys in the system. Alan Boosnitz still might be able to do something. Right? I mean, he throws the ball hard. He's got multiple pitches. I wouldn't yeah. punt on Alan Boosnitz at this point. So they've got options. But, yeah, I mean, no doubt in my mind. I mean, whether it's a, a Kimbrel who's a free agent or somebody else, I mean, they have so much money. You better go get somebody that's really, really good, that's yeah. established come November, December. I do like Gabriel Moya. I think that's an arm that... They like him, too. I don't know if he's like that's a closer another arm, but he's... Yes. Yeah. And they still think Rodgers has a future. You know, so, I mean, they have a lot of guys, but you need somebody to anchor that bullpen. Yeah. So, to me, go spend big money on a guy this winter. Thoughts on Gopher football quarterback competition or anything you're hearing about the Gopher football season here, which is coming up in just, uh, what, two or three weeks? I was at practice on Saturday, was back at practice on Tuesday. You know, Tanner Morgan's been getting a lot of the snaps with the ones, but they rotate pretty good. I'll continue to to say that they will use both quarterbacks, Tanner Morgan and Zach Anikstead. You just you look at P.J. Flex's history, Kirk Shiraka's history, going back to Western Michigan even, you know, although the kid that was almost drafted, Terrell, I don't know if it's Terrell or Terrell, but yeah. but he took a lot of snaps. He was a really good player in the MAC. But even last year, they went through multiple quarterbacks. I mean, just the way they use their quarterbacks, the quarterback takes some hits. Plus, they want to develop both these guys. You know, heck, can they get to six wins? Maybe if a lot of things go right. But this is another rebuild type of year. So I foresee them using both quarterbacks. Now, technically, who takes the first snap? August 30th against New Mexico State. My money would remain on the guy that was here last year. Tanner Morgan. But you know, watching practice, specifically on Saturday, we were able to watch all of it. Tuesday, just some of it. I don't know if either one is really distinguishing himself, but you know, like I, I went back and forth on Twitter with somebody saying I thought Morgan had the better practice on Saturday. This guy thought I thought Anixton had a better practice. So they're neck and neck, but I'm just telling you, both guys will take snaps this year. Also, remember the name Chris Altman Bell, wide receiver, redshirt freshman, number three. He's been standing out talking to some Gophers staff members on background. Hear a lot of good things about him. I've heard a lot of good things about Kamal Martin. He was a quarterback at Burnsville High School. He's been a linebacker the last couple years with the Gophers. He's a physical freak. He's been having a good camp. And a tight end, last name Paulson. Okay. So remember those names. So, Duke, at quarterback, are they they trying to find a guy this year uh, to play into the future? Or is this probably pretty much a one-year thing and there's going to be a quarterback change in 2019, do you think? Well, I mean, can Cole Kramer, the kid from Eden Prairie, come in and play right away? I don't know. Are they going to bring in another Juco? I mean, after you screwed up the Vic Veramonta situation, I don't know if they're going to go that route. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I can I can see a situation where whoever distinguishes himself this this year, you know, certainly gets snaps in, in 2019. Yeah. But, I mean, they're always going to bring in multiple quarterbacks. And they each should. Recruiting I get class. that, yeah. You know, so there's always going to be healthy competition. Yeah. But certainly heading into next year, Yes, Morgan and Annexted would have would have the leg up. Yeah, and Cat still hasn't signed that five year max extension that would put his bank account uh, nine figures deep, huh? Isn't it pretty crazy? And one of his best hmm. friends, Devin Booker, signed right away. The offer's still sitting there. There's still a strong belief internally at Mayo Clinic Square that Cat will eventually sign the extension. But I'll continue to say, with him not signing it, he's able to make a statement. Hmm. Right? You've got some power. Have they right? had an actual meaningful conversation, though? That I don't know. I've been working on that. I told you I was working on that last week. 
I had somebody say yes, then I had somebody say no. So I don't have enough definitive information to tell you one way or another. Yeah. The hope would be yes. How, if the answer is no, point, that's a red flag too. Like how is that conversation? We're into August here. That conversation had to happen long ago in my mind. I would agree. Get so on the same the hope would be that, yes, yeah. but I, I just I don't have that answer right now. Okay. Thank you, Doogie. All, All right, right, boys. Good stuff, Dukes. Then the Wolves rookies. Feel better. The uh, Rhode Island kid who they gave a two-way to, Jared Terrell, and who else? Kate of H. Jop and Josh Okogi at the uh, Tim Gergerich Skills Camp in Vegas. A lot of good feedback about all three of those guys. Yeah. All right, that's Doogie. Find his Scoop podcast, Scoop, and um, anywhere you would find a podcast. 1500ESPN.com, I should say, not Scoop.com. I was going to say Scoop.com. I think that's taken, but maybe we could buy it from whoever owns it. <laughs> For Doogie. Uh, Dave, what's coming up in stuff you should know about next? There was somebody in the NFL that last night among the preseason games was in top midseason form. We will hear from him and check out the best nicknames around Major League Baseball. Boom. Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. All right, Dave, you got baseball nicknames, and every year now this drives me crazy because players shorten up their their name. Like Gibson will be Gibby. That's not a nickname. That drives me nuts. I mean, it's yeah, it's really upsetting. I just think it's really stupid. It's it not a nickname. Dr- does it drive you nuts? Yeah, it's stupid. Or is this a little a fake nick- outrage? No, no, a it's true. Fake outrage. A, a, nick- a nickname is a name that's creative that you are given. Like Judley is not a nickname. It's just taking my name and putting an L-Y. So I feel like, like back in the day, stupid. Every pitcher, every left-handed pitcher was lefty. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Hey, Southpaw. Yeah. <laughs> and at some point in time, it just becomes silliness. Or okay. what was the nickname that Rocky gave to the pitcher in Rocky One or Two when he was playing street ball when they had like the little stick? Yeah, Swi- that's a question uh, for yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Swifty. <laughs> Swifty. Okay. No, that sounds don't like Rocky. Swifty, I just don't put it right there. Swifty, come on. Does Lomo count as a nickname? Not really, no. How about Mauer? Oh, just see, and that, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? Grossman. Yeah, which perhaps one? Belial. See, Grossman could be one if you separated the gross and the man. It'd just be gross man. <laughs> Like yeah. That's a, that's a field, nickname. His fielding, a reflection on his play in right field. <laughs> that's gross, man. We're talking about uh, Players Weekend coming up the 24th through the 26th of August. Players get to throw their nicknames on the back of some new nice colored jerseys. I actually kind of like the Twins jerseys. Did you see those? The light blue with the navy yeah. on the sleeves. Oh, kind of those a good are, look. The yeah, old those are school, cool. The old school blue, baby yeah. blue. I like, I like that. that. They There's... should wear those more. That color should be integrated into Where's their actual uniform. Those? Is it because he covered that team? Yes, for, I okay. hated that look. I said, I loved it. Yeah, I like the throwback. There's no good Twins nicknames, let's be honest about that. But there are a few good ones around Major League Baseball. Shane Bieber, he's going with just not Justin on the back of his. That's I like pretty, that. That's pretty good, yeah. Uh, Joey Gallo, Pico de Gallo. Pico de Gallo, not Pico bad. de Gallo. Not okay. bad. Yep. Uh, Michael Waka is Wacamole. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right, that's not okay. so bad. That's, yeah. Walker Bueller, he's just going by Ferris. All right. See that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marco Estrada. Like Estratosphere. Estratosphere. Yeah. All right. Brad Boxberger. He's going with the emoji of just a box and a hamburger wow. on the back of his jersey. That's amazing. See, the, so you can go with emojis. Yes. Oh, that's okay. You can. Oh, my. That takes Look at baseball up a having fun right now. Yeah. Baseball all having fun. A new level for this. Hunter, Pe- Hunter Pence. 
is going with underpants because they kind of sound the same. They do. <laughs> I like true. that. Uh, David Price is Slim Duncan. Carl Edwards Jr., the String Bean Slinger. Love that nickname. Slim Duncan. Okay. And my favorite one, Brad Hand. Our own Brad Hand. Protein Shake. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Is like that, that. Did he name himself that? <laughs> I Please don't care. It's fantastic. <laughs> hey, call me Protein and Shake we got, from now on. And we got Maurer, huh? Maurer should at least go do the callback to the video game era when he 10 years ago when he was you know MVP. Yeah. Just well played. That would work. Well played Maurer. Okay. Why doesn't he want to have fun? Yeah, For I God's know. sakes, dude. Just ha- like change your walk-up music and have a little fun once in a while. Show I I love Joe, but for God's sakes. Little personalities. He all does takes. not help like the people who look at him and the things that he's rippable for, he does this? nothing to try and combat those things. He for- could he could combine his personality with his love for ice cream and just put vanilla on the back. Wow. Oh, there it is, right there. <gasps> How about wow. Cigar Joe from his uh, Cuban when when he had yeah, the right. cigar on the trip to uh where? Where where were they going uh, in Dominican, right? Yeah. In April, right? No, no, they were going to Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah. Puerto, Rico Joe. Puerto Rico Joe. How about that? Puerto Rico Joe. I mean, Joe. he dressed up for that. It was funny. Yeah. His alter ego. I mean, even... Um, he's got it, too. That's the thing. Even just like a cigar emoji on the back of his jersey would be awesome, That's right? That's the thing. He's got it. I mean, it's not... He, th- there is a personality there. He just never wants to show it. Yeah. Or rarely wants to show it. It's back, boys. It's back. The long national nightmare has returned. This tweet from Howard Eskin, WIP in Philadelphia, covers the Eagles' sideline reporter. He was covering Eagles-Steelers last night. He tweets, during Eagles-Steelers preseason game, there was at least one Pittsburgh football found that was very, all caps, deflated. The NFL has the football and is investigating. I saw the football after an incompletion. And it was like a marshmallow. He also so we're cheating up. in preseason games now. He followed up, letting us know that it was discovered in the third quarter uh, with Mason Rudolph as the quarterback at the time. Wow! So Mason Rudolph trying to get an edge to uh, <laughs> make, make a roster or whatever. Is this really going to become an issue again? <laughs> Do we really have to go through this again? Yeah. What if we just stopped caring about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, if you want to throw a pancake to your receiver. We don't care. You can throw a damn football frisbee. Give me red Whatever zone. Works. I don't care what you use. You can use a <laughs> yeah. baseball, a basketball, a Nerf ball. I don't care. Speaking of preseason football, let's send it down to the sideline for the uh, halftime check-in with the coach as we come back for the second half. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Well, joining me now is picture head coach Bill Belichick. And coach, preseason oh football is not about winning or losing. But what did you hope to get out of the first half? Uh, we need to do pretty much everything better just – not good enough in any area. Well, it's good to see good situational football scoring at the end of the half. So anyway. nervous. Yeah, about 38 seconds of good football. <laughs> why does why does sideline reporter guy have to preface the question with some stupid anecdote? Preseason football is not about winning why, and losing, coach. Like, why are we doing this, just, too? Just, just don't make him do it. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't do it. Hey, coach, football's a hard-nosed game where guys are bashing their skulls in. What do you think of the first what, half? What answer is Bill Belichick going to give that poor guy where where the producers and viewers are going to be like, really glad they did that? Yes. He's not. Just don't make him That's do it. That's the answer, Right, dude. just don't make him he do it. He gave better answers than I would have thought if you had said, okay, local TV broadcast of Patriots interviewed Bill Belichick between quarters. I, and like, what do you think the reaction is? I say, like, oh, he's going to... It's going to be ho- 
he at least humored the guy's questions. Yeah. You could sense the bitterness. 38 seconds of good football. Yeah. I'm mad at my team, but we'll be fine when Brady yeah. plays. He could have just said that. The fear in that guy's voice just trembling <laughs> while he asked the and question yet, to Bill Belichick. And yet everyone in that stadium paid full ticket price to watch that. That's the <gasps> unbelievable part of the whole preseason football. Uh, we're going to see how well you guys know your quarterbacks. For the win, USA Today Sports Blog has combined attributes of several NFL quarterbacks to create the worst NFL starting quarterback they possibly could. Wow. So I'm going to give you the attributes, and you're going to tell me which quarterback in the NFL you think best fits to make the worst starting quarterback. So, are you ready? so these aren't like the third. This isn't like Taylor Heineke is on the list. These are names that we would know. You would know all the names, okay. yes. So, for instance, decision-making. Blake Bortles. Yeah, Blake Bortles. Mm, actually, Jameis Winston. Very close. Blake That's Bortles would have been a good one, too. Yeah. Hand size. Who's got little Teddy Bridgewater little hands? Yeah. Does Teddy have small hands? Yeah, no, that, was a, big, oh, that yeah. was a big thing. But the gloves oh, made his right. hands a little bigger. Yeah. Uh, they actually went with Alex Smith. But yeah, you're right. Teddy would have been a very oh, would, good one. I would have okay. gotten Smith on that. How about one. passion? Passion oh, so for the, the game. So the least amount of passion. Is yes. Jay Cutler still qualified? <laughs> he does not. Uh, okay. Cam Newton. No, he has tons of passion, doesn't he? I think he's got plenty of passion. Does he have passion? Yeah, he went up to Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, well, I know he did. Gave him the what for? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of dud quarterback personalities here. Um, Mitch Trubisky? No, let's just say know. his passion isn't elite either. Oh, Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Oh, no it's passion. so obvious. God. Arm strength. Uh, Cam Newton. He's got a pretty strong arm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the other way. Yeah, around. yeah. No, bad, bad. So, noodle arm. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers now? There you go. Ding, ding, uh, yeah. ding. We got one. <laughs> Phil Rivers. Poor Phil. <laughs> he Poor is Philip just sidearm and yeah, over butt. Crafty. Still putting up really good numbers for crafty a guy who's veteran. 38 with an arm falling off the, you know, out of the socket. Accuracy. Hint, just drafted. Uh, oh, uh, Josh Allen. There you go. Yeah. Josh Allen. Very I did good. see someone, one of the, maybe it was a pro football focus guy posting a uh, a video of him with a big cannon arm throw, and then other people responding like, yeah, but if you don't know where it's going, it doesn't Not really matter. matter. The there was a video yeah. of a little screen pass. He overshot the running back by about five feet. It was way over. Cannon for an arm. Hey, it happened. Uh, last three. You should nail this one. Knees. Bridgewater. If it has to be Bridgewater. Well, it's actually Sam Bradford. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's why yeah, I thought you're right. the guy who's you know, like, the, the guy who had a catastrophic near life-ending knee injury, and he isn't the one that would be on the list for bad <laughs> yeah, knees. I was going to say, his knee blew up, and they don't know why to this day. Uh, athleticism, they are going with Eli Manning. And that's, physique? That's fair. Big Ben. Okay. Big Ben's lost weight. That's not fair to Big Ben anymore. But he still has he some He took off some, some weight. He's looking do. pretty good. He's looking pretty good right now. <gasps> Got some work to do he's to catch fetching. up with TB12's oh, chiseled yeah. dad. Yeah, well, he's not going to catch up with TB12. Sounds like Judd might have. Well, hey, you feel too. You guys might have some problems coming up here. Comcast Xfinity customers could miss every single Big Ten football game on FS1 and the Big Ten Network. Don't miss any Rutgers games, Purdue games, Maryland games, Michigan State games, Penn Rutgers, State Rutgers, Rutgers games, Michigan football games. Don't miss any Big Ten football. Support your team wherever you live. For more information, visit keepbig10.com today. Hey, Comcast Xfinity customers, you could lose Big Ten football. Don't let Comcast take away your games. I, I'd be fine missing Rutgers and Maryland. Wait, games. Hold, yeah. Wait hold, hold on a second. In a, in a year in which we're predicting the Gophers might win about five games or so, and in which the play is supposed to be absolutely atrocious from the Gophers, I might not be able to see all the Gopher <laughs> games. 
I call that a mercy killing by Comcast. <laughs> hey, Comcast, thanks, thanks very much for not making me watch that crap. Just have it back by 2019. That's Woo! my message. Or not, maybe. Maybe 2025. Yeah, who, who the hell knows? Let's go for football. 2028 yeah. would be just fine. Yeah, we'll check in again. Uh, let's wrap this up with Justin Verlander. I had a little tough night with the uh, Astros last night. Made the start. Didn't last long. He was tossed out of the game between the second and third innings because he was arguing a balk. That was called on him by the umpire that he certainly claimed was not a block, but I think he was mad even before that uh, because the game started like this. The windup and the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to left field. Going and going, and this one is gone. Goodbye, baseball. Down the line, Span continues to wear him out. Denard's got extra bases. Tony Kemp into the corner. Span going into another gear. Digging for three. What's he got left? He's in standing. Wind up and the one-two pitch. Swinging a fly ball into right field and backing up is Kemp. Still backing up. This one is going to be on the track and bounces over the wall in right field for a ground rule double. Right over Gene's head. There's your single. And now we got a home run, a triple, a double, and a single. Yikes. Reverse cycle, I guess you call it, to start the game. Wow. Those are the first four batters. First four batters. Homer, triple, double, single. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't happen often to Justin Verlander in an Astros uniform. No. He had like a one-point-something ERA up until recently. Pretty brilliant until last night. He's good at throwing a rock, ordinarily, but... (gasps) Not last night he was. A rock with stitches around it. He's yeah. Have the stitches. Very smart yeah. to get tossed, though. I like that strategy. Absolutely. I suck. Toss me out of this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that wasn't a balk. Despite the fact I purposely balked to try and get tossed out of this game. Is that uh, what he said? No, but he probably did it. <laughs> if you're that bad, it makes perfect sense, right? Because you balk. You, you purposely balk. It gets called, but the buck always gets gets debated, right? That, that wasn't a buck. So, so, yeah, so you get tossed. You just it's get a perfect a strategy, and you argue it. And yeah, you, it's yeah. a perfect strategy for sure. See yeah. you guys later. Bye. Yeah, it's like managers. You know, you can't argue balls and strikes. You take five steps out of the dugout and like point at the ump, and you're gone. You get to go hang out and watch the PGA Championship for exactly. a matinee game. Get to pull out a beer. Uh, write that down. Predictions in about 15 minutes and an accountability session. It's game show Friday. Chris Singleton will join. We have some great specials right now as part of the National Toyota Clearance Event at Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. We're talking great deals on 2018 models. They have over 600 2018 new vehicles, all priced to move right now at the National Clearance Event. Over 600. They're trying to make room for the 2019s, and so you get a brand new car, but you get probably the best price of the year that you're going to find on it. Not to mention up to $2,500 in rebates and 0% APR financing. Again, it's 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Go to the same place my family and I have been frequenting for 30-plus years. And I tell you how many times I drive around the Twin Cities. I see service departments. I see car dealerships. And I've never thought twice about deviating from Luther Brookdale Toyota. You're going to get the same level of service and family-like atmosphere that we've had in my family for 30-plus years. So, again, it's the National Clearance Event. Great deals on 2018 vehicles. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com to learn more. We need your help choosing our finalists for Sportscaster Idol. Our judges have narrowed down the field to the top 10. The additions are posted on our website. After watching them, you vote for your favorite. You can vote for, uh, well, you can vote once daily. The contestant with the most votes joins the judges' top three picks on stage at the State Fair for the Sportscaster Idol finale. Check out all the auditions online, 1500ESPN.com, keyword idol.
was just going to ask you guys what you thought of Fackrell. I mean, um, I got to tell you, for a guy, when he's not involved in a play, it, it looks like he is just taking off, and it doesn't look that that he has the physicality that you really need in a linebacker um, in the NFL. Just want to hear what you guys have to say about him. Go, Pat, go! The deep sigh. The deep sigh. I oh. hope that comes across on crackly AM radio, but well, I'm not sure. The whole thing is so spectacular. to take a minute to talk about Jake Coomer a little bit. It's really, you know, he's kind of the feel-good story of the camp, and I guess the thing for me is this. I was the athletic director at Jake's high school when he was in high school, so I watched him all the way from ninth grade to 12th grade playing football and got to know the family, great people, and it's just, as a Packer fan, as, as an educator, it's just awesome to see somebody grow and develop through all those years, and here he is doing a Lambo leap. You know, to see Aaron Rodgers get so fired up uh, when he scored, obviously I'd love to see the kid on the roster. I, I understand that the chances are slim, but you know what? That Tonight, that, that was my focus, and it was just really cool to see. Go, Pat, go! Just uh, through the roof for obscure players at training camp there. The green and gold post game show. He comes from your high school, and I mean, I just watched this kid. He's the story of training camp. So good, yeah. Little uh, Emily. The fact that you know the, the entire family, it might influence yeah. you a little bit, but that's okay. I love that show, man. Packer oh, Ventline. How, how long did you say I went last night? Uh, hour and ten minutes, according to their on demand yeah. post. Hour and ten of audio. That's without the commercials mixed in, so yeah. maybe an hour and a half just, total. Just we, think about maybe that. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we should do Ventline tomorrow. Maybe maybe you and I come in, wrangle up. Uh, Wrangle up the troops, do a little post-game call-in show. Yeah? You're like, no. No, no. Case, <laughs> case reaction? What if Case like lights it up? 4-4. Four, four. Oh, the phone lines would be... The touchdown, throws the touchdown, beats this defense, mm-hmm. scrambles around. I'm in for it. Kirk takes a big hit. It's unfortunate. I w- <laughs> I'm proven right. If Kirk gets hurt, I'm in here. I can't wait for the I told you so tweets from Judd Zolgad. If Kirk Cousins gets hurt. Behind a rickety offensive line. Tomorrow. Live from Bunnies. Uh, did you happen to see, Judd, the gopher football video that was put out the other night? So Beyonce and Jay-Z were in town a couple nights ago yeah, at U.S. I Bank Stadium. Didn't realize that till late either. And I'm just going to play this 30 seconds. I know people are on the fence about P.J. Flack. I'm rowing the boat long term. I don't think they're going to be that good this season. It's stuff like this and the way that this stuff goes viral around the interwebs. I love this stuff. Tonight is a little bit more... About the Howley break. If we want to run this town, we're going to have to play with the crack on our shoulder. But lack of how can't be looked. And we're sure we're together in the right formation. Culture is the blueprint. He's listing off Jay Z and or Beyonce songs or albums there. Yep, yep. And he gave he gave tickets to all of the go for football players for the concert the other night. Oh okay. so he surprised them. It was in a meeting room and he gets up there and he starts doing his rah rah thing and they start to pick up on the wait a second, run this town formation blueprint. Oh, we're going to see the okay. concert. That's... And they put and they put a camera on it and they produce it up. They show the players at the at the stadium and it gets Tens of thousands of views on social media. Hey, this is a fun program, right? I love this stuff. Obviously, he's going to have to find a quarterback. He's going to have to coach. 
at a high level and develop players and beat Wisconsin and all those things. But this stuff is really, really good for luring 17, 18-year-old football players like to, to look at a program they might not otherwise consider. They, they're scrolling through Instagram or Twitter, and they're like, Wow, what are they doing? That's that's kind of fun. Right, what are yeah. they doing there? Like yeah, Tracy Clay's probably isn't pulling you, that stunt. You don't think Clay's team meeting? You don't I'm just, think Tracy would have done that? I don't know. Maybe if it was a Hank Williams concert or something. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, no, I can't, and I can't imagine the. No, it's smart. But we we've talked about this before. Recruiting wise and connecting with kids, he's pretty damn good. And because you might be my age and be like, well, who who cares? Well, guess what? Seventeen year old kids care a lot. So if you're going to give yourself an advantage, if you're actually going to get players here, it makes it makes sense to do stuff like like this. No matter how goofy it might seem to some, yeah, there's there is a potential payoff for it. I think too, there's a there's a social proof component here too. Like people gravitate towards something that is cool, or that if you if you walk into a room and like ten people are having a really good time in the corner, and there's like two loners in the other corner doing nothing, like you're, what are you going to gravitate toward? Oh, that's that's energy over there. They're having a good time over there. I wonder what that's all about. And that's it, it's kind of felt like the Gopher program for a little while, maybe fifty years. I don't know. Yeah, has been um, where all the the rejects sit at the lunch table. Well, or something. I feel like this. I feel like this part of this shtick now is very smart because eventually, four or five years in, I think it's going to be. I just win football games, but right now, you don't have that. Yeah, and so you've got to have something, right? Yeah. And and if you're doing this in ten years, you're probably gone, and it's a problem. But in year one and two, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I don't know. I feel like everybody on my social media feed was at that this. concert. The other I didn't night. know about it till that night. I'm so I'm completely out, out of touch. I didn't even know about it until I saw tweets about it. I'm like, they're in town. We've had some. We've had some big time. Zach Brown band tonight at Target Field. I mm-hmm. went to Def Leppard Journey the other weekend. I think we had Luke Target Bryan Field's or something had like here. Four shows this summer, right? Yeah. They had the Eagles show. That's right. They had no, the Eagles show without Glenn Fry. Just, I guess it I did great. Pull, I couldn't pull the trigger on it. The oldies loved it. P- people my age flocked to it, and I guess yeah. it was super expensive as well. But they've had like a summer concert series now. Yeah, they've uh, they've done a good job with those concerts. And I guess I haven't been to a concert at US Bank Stadium yet, but it seems like people are having a having a good time. I've always too. been told the acoustics there are not good. Oh. That's the one thing I've I've heard that the acoustics there are really not good. And that the sound b- bounces around. Target Center, when it opened, had that same problem. The acoustics were terrible, and I think they, I think they actually had to make some changes. So they there fixed the them. acoustics at Target Center, but it took them a long time to fix the product on the court. Well, right, and then, and then unfortunately, that fell completely apart again. Yeah, uh, but that's a whole nother subject. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.